This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. It's the last week of March, everybody, and the news just keeps on coming. It's like an onslaught of news, a tidal wave of news every single week, and I don't know how Chris and I are going to keep up with it, but we're going to continue to keep trying for you guys. This week, we've got a lot of news about the Dubai Emotion Gate. We've got news about a new game. We've got some Ghostbusters 2016 news. Oh, man. What are we doing? Still playing with Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So great. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. I went down a rabbit hole earlier today trying to find new uh, remixes of various themes for you and I to use in the uh, this 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 coming episode. There's a lot on YouTube. I didn't realize that YouTube had become a depository of like remixes for oh no Tons. popular songs. Tons, unbelievable. I mean, it's everybody posts all of their renditions up there. It's it's pretty awesome. So yes, most of them labeled trap remix these days. Yes, trap remix. I noticed a lot of those. I don't. I'm not cool. Is that like a thing? Is that a label? It's, is it's something? a thing. <laughs> it's like. Dub dubstep is trap is something or sort of. I tried to figure it out, and there's a historical genre sound, a very dirty, stripped down, you know, southern hip hop kind mm. of sound okay. going back ages. Now it gets applied to things that are very dubstepy. I asked an expert once. I was like, "Can you explain trap?" And he he was like, eh. I was like "Okay, <laughs> never laugh mind." At you. Okay. No, he didn't laugh at me. He was just sort of ah. yeah. All right. I okay. So I I thought maybe trap was like you know how you end up having like a. I don't know, like if it was like um, Dead Mouse. Oh, it's a Dead Mouse uh, remix. Okay, I got it. I got it. All right, Trap is like somebody that's a DJ or something. That's what I thought. I'm just, I'm not cool. Yeah, I don't know. Chris, I host, I co-host a, a Ghostbusters podcast. I'm, I'm not that cool. I mean, you're cool. <laughs> I'm not that cool. But I don't know that I'm that cool either. I'm too old. <laughs> no, my hip, my hip. No, it's it's true. My hip hop, uh, my hip hop. Uh, idols are unfortunately passing left right and center oh man you know what's funny is when you said you were too old and then you started saying my hip i thought you were going to make a hip joke there my hip, like, oh my hip come on today. man come on man my uh, hip well. hop my hip hip needs to be replaced um uh, no uh, we're recording on the day that i found out that uh fife dog from tribe tribe called quest Oh away, yeah! So. Oh my God! What is happening? That's a hard one. 2016 is a terrible year for musicians. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's just a stats thing. Some uh, years will yeah. be heavier than others statistically, and then you have to factor in the media may look at it more. It doesn't help that once people start going, "Oh my God, why is this happening a lot?" The media just stares and reports at it more, and it uh, amplifies. And yeah, and it just it exponentially <clears throat> grows from there. But life well, was kind of sad because he wasn't a lot older than I was, so. Jeez, yeah, it's that's it's sad. Um, yeah, well, let's yeah. talk happy things. I know for a fact happy you have things. a drink. You've got a drink I tonight. What? I do. What's the drink and what's the story behind it tonight? I made myself a golden Cadillac. I knew it. Yes, you I knew had it. money on it. I had what? money on it. <laughs> 
if people had just read the article, I even said at the time, I'm like, I'm making that. And nobody believed me, apparently. Yeah, and, and it's not on our rundown, but uh, this article was pretty funny. It was a guy who thought he was responsible for driving Bill Murray out of the movies uh, after The Razor's Edge. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and has this sort of lost-in-translation moment with Bill Murray sitting at the bar, and he orders a golden Cadillac, which is something mm-hmm. I had never heard of, uh, a, a fine um, cocktail. Boy, it falls squarely into like the mudslide brown cow clue and milk kind of category i was gonna say there's like heavy cream in there or something like that isn't it yeah again speaking of recipes uh from pre-show there um he described it as get ready everybody grab your pen it's a real hard one uh one part light cream one part uh white creme de cacao uh which is a chocolate liqueur for those of you that don't speak whatever the heck that is spanish somebody's safe word out there probably yeah (laughs) and uh he has it at two parts Galliano, which is a nice yellow vanilla liqueur, hmm. which is what gives it the color. Like you mix it together and you're like, that's amazing. It actually comes out kind of a actually what, Cadillac. It, what it looks and tastes a lot like is, uh, oh, there I, if I tweak the recipe, I'll have to rename it. Uh, oh, who did the real Ghostbusters uh, cereal? Oh, uh, Ralston? Ralston. Yeah. Yes. Rolston yes. Perina. The same people that make dog food made the Ghostbusters That's cereal. Right. Oh, yeah. Think about that Rolston, for a Rolston, Rolston uh, cereal milk is what it is. You know when you have the sugary cereals as a kid and you're uh, down to the milk? That's what it is. It's got a nice kind of warm off yellow or off white kind of color to it and a bite because, you know, there's two types of liqueur. Well, yeah. It, but it is sweet. Well, I wonder if you if you tweak <sighs> the recipe and you give it a Ghostbusters spin, does it become like a, a golden Medi- Miller Meteor or like a... Uh, oh, golden, yeah. Does it end up having like a, a 59 Caddy spin, I wonder? Well, I spent a lot of money to get two bottles of these liqueurs, so I'm going to have to go through them one way or another. If I <laughs> if I figure it out, I'll, I'll announce it uh, next All time. Right. Stay tuned, everybody. But, well, here's the thing. The main recipe, though, is one, one, and one. I don't know why his is two parts Galliano, but uh, huh. yeah, maybe less Galliano might make it less sweet. Make yeah, it less yellow, though. Pull so. back on the sweetness. Maybe that's it. You just want that nice, rich, golden color. But uh, he huh. doesn't strike me as like a sweet drink guy, though. Bill Murray. I don't know. Maybe that's lost in translation. We're just used to him with a you yeah, know whiskey in hand, Suntory right? whiskey, yeah, some exactly. sort of scotch going on. But no, it's uh, that was his thing at the time, 1984. He, wow, he knew how to make. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what they call um, an aperitif or whatever. It's af- for after dinner. It's a, no, no, not aperitif. What is that? Is that uh, things on crackers. I never mind. Uh, uh, a digestif. That's the digestif. Yeah, like the biscuits. I don't know yeah, what that means. I just I've seen it it's on for packaging after dinner. somewhere. It's supposed yeah. to aid in digestion. And I'm like, I don't know how because this thing's bloody cream <laughs> and alcohol. So how does that work? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad mm. you got the golden Cadillac. I'm glad you're taste testing it it's out. Yummy. And yeah, it's yummy. That'll, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll shout out to the person who wrote that article and say we tried it, or at least you tried it. Uh, That's right. Yeah. I, su- I do have to put together the, uh, the the recipe book now, don't I? Yeah, exactly. It's got to happen. Somebody's uh, got to go back and help you. We need we need an assistant. We need a crossover <laughs> assistant. Ladies and gentlemen, right. we're accepting resumes now. <laughs> I don't know how hard it would be. They're all done at the beginning of the episode. I'm pretty sure I can listen to the first yeah. five minutes of all our episodes. It's fine. And you can hear us progressively get better and better or worse and worse. It could go either way. But hey, speaking it's, of Speaking of, worse, yeah. Moving right along. We got to move right along. We got a lot to get to in this episode moving again. Moving right along. Egon, Peter, I have some news from the world of Zozo. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. 
Well, Chris, uh, it's tough. I, I really... I hate to, to start us out on a somber note, but I feel like we have to at least mention um, and at least send out our thoughts to all of our, our friends out there, um, you know, uh, in Belgium, in uh, Brussels and in, in the place where all of these horrible, unspeakable things are happening. Um, it's it's tough. It's tough. You don't want to talk about it on a podcast. And um, it's certainly, like I say, unspeakable. It's it's tough to hear it's tough to talk about and uh you know think thinking about all those guys luckily those that we've heard back from everybody sounds safe everybody is in good shape yes um but uh, still pr- pretty tragic what's happened out there so thought we would we would address that at the top of the episode um and uh boy yeah, it's, what what can you say about this chris you really can't say anything about this no not really you, you, you reach out you make sure everybody's all right and that's the important part yeah, so hope hope everybody out there is doing well, and we hope everybody is safe. Uh, hang, so yeah, hang in there. Hang everybody. hang in there. Yeah, and and for everybody, you know, it, I know it affects everyone. Uh, you know, f- uh, on an emotional level, if it doesn't affect you some way somehow, uh, there's you know, I'm worried about you if you're not if you're not feeling these kind of things. So um, so anyway, so uh, again, sending out some thoughts and uh, wishing you guys well. All right, so we're moving into let's let's talk Ghostbusters 2016, Chris. Um, what I, now? Th- that that movie, you know, the 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 thing that's coming out in July. That that tiny <laughs> little mile marker that is at the end of this this journey here. I haven't heard a thing about I it. I haven't heard a thing about it either. You know what's funny is that the the news starts to repeat after a while. I haven't heard a yes. thing about it, but I've heard the same things over and over again Several about t- it. I and, I was actually thinking today I wanted to pitch to you the idea of adding in the. Uh, uh, Chris's Twitter search uh, for the week, <laughs> in which I I read out what my current uh, Twitter uh, string is, which is usually Ghostbusters followed by a bunch of negative something or other, negative something or negative right, something. Like other. minus for sale, minus eBay, minus yeah. all of the stuff that ends up being spammed. Yeah, exactly. This this week it's Ghostbusters uh, hyphen Jennifer hyphen Lego hyphen Titans hyphen. <laughs> I didn't figure out one for Stay Puff's uh, reaction video. I guess I could oh, just yeah, put reaction. That's reaction. That's all over the place. Yeah, that's that's all over. It's and you know the funny thing is so we we try to filter things through. We try to be uh, your spaghetti strainer of sorts and and get you all of the good <laughs> stuff on the show. But we're we're your heavily wired colander. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But do not adjust your sets. We are going to talk about something that we talked about last week, and it's because. He talked about it again. That's right, uh, and that's that's Mr. Kevin Smith. Uh, if you joined us last week, we we sort of talked about Kevin Smith's comments, how a lot of the clickbait articles um, did their own um, editorializing on Kevin Smith's uh, thoughts and Spin. spun it to how they needed it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he he ended up discussing it on all things uh, his Fat Man on Batman podcast this past week, um, which I thought was fun. I'm listening to it. He's talking about the Civil War trailer. He's talking about Batman Superman, and then all of a sudden he's talking about Ghostbusters again. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, are you are you are you talking to me right now, Kevin? Are are we having a conversation? What what's happening? Why are you tuned to my my vibration right now? But um, but anyway, so he watched the international trailer, and of course he's also reacting to all of these um, movie blogs and and journalism sites that have picked up on his comments from earlier and so he he kind of goes into it again but let's um <laughs> let's once again play a little snippet here from kevin smith on the fat man on batman podcast <laughs> then there was another trailer that dropped which i talked about on hollywood babylon but we should mm. talk about here mm. 
Ghostbusters trailer. Yeah. Uh, dropped. And boy, did it drop. <laughs> um, and it has shown up as one of the only anythings on YouTube that has more dislikes than likes. Like, even that girl who sang, it's Friday, Friday. <laughs> I think she had more likes than dislikes. Yeah. But this Ghostbusters trailer, the first one they put up, was, last I looked, it was 150,000 likes. Mm-hmm. 300,000 or more dislikes. Like, it was crazy. Wow. Um, a lot of people reacted poorly to it. And the reason why, I think, is because you got a f-ing tall bar. We all know what Ghostbusters is. And the trailer, that first trailer they went with... It was not good. It's not strong. No. Now, as I've gone to great lengths to explain and, and make sure that everybody fucking understands, like, I have nothing but hope for this movie because, in fact, it's beyond hope. There is no way that Paul... F- Fig, fig, yeah. and Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig and Leslie Jones and, and Kate McKinnon. McKinnon. That those are five bona fide funny people, legit funny people. There's no way that they don't make a funny movie. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. And we've already seen a little bit of evidence of it. If you, there's a second trailer, an international trailer, international yeah. trailer, which is actually funnier and cut better. Mm. Like, you know, it's a lot of the same material, but the presentation is all different. It's almost as if they were like, well, let's not do that. <laughs> that was horrible. Oh my God. I don't want that reaction. And they put in a little more Thor. Uh, what's yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. But it's, you know, it's a better trailer. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. That trailer is a better trailer. If they had opened with that trailer, there might still be some grousing about like, where's all the jokes and shit. But there were more jokes in that European trailer. Yeah. International trailer. I think that there's the, there's those two different prongs of it. There's, it wasn't a good trailer Mm. and this was not the first way to come out and make your case for your movie. Uh -uh. But there are also an entire swath of people predisposed to hate this movie. They were, they were on the edge of their seats. already. Like they just, you know, they, they're butthurt about, you know, the, the, you took my ghostbusters away and you you made them ladies. Yeah. And you did things to it. Yeah. And they were already poised. Like, even if you turned out the fucking best piece of marketing, mm-hmm. even if you turned out a piece of marketing on the level of fucking the Civil War trailer mm-hmm. or the insanely artful Suicide Squad, both yeah. trailers, if you led with that, mm-hmm. still you'd have some grousing. Yeah, there would, there would still be a decent, you know, fraction of the of the population. No, fucking one. Yeah, fucking, I'll see it. Bullshit. Or maybe on video mm-hmm. or whatever so the fuck. Redbox that shit. Exactly. Fucking. Damn. What do they? They condemn you to fucking Redbox. <laughs> but you know they're gonna come see you in theater, man. Yeah. Nobody who hates something that much can wait till Redbox. No, so I gotta, gotta know today. I gotta know how much I hate it. <laughs> you guys, we're gonna have a meeting. That if they had. If they had done everything correctly, that's, you know, best case scenario. They stepped out with the not the strongest foot to put forward. Mm-mm. And it just made every one of those f-ing animals jump. Like everybody yeah. was like, what? I know it. And you it had f-ed with my childhood. It's got nothing to do with gender. Like, yeah. I don't care. Make every one of those people in that first trailer a man mm. and sell Still the same jokes. It's <laughs> a bad joke's a bad joke. And it's, it, you know, somebody pointed out, I was saying, that feels like a trailer put together without having had a test screening. Mm. Um, like maybe it was put together in the dark, so to speak, without having knowing what audiences will find funny. Somebody else online pointed out like maybe those are the only shots they had done, the effect shots. Uh, but I would, 
you know, I'd pull Kevin Feige and plan that shit months out and be like, these are the shots you need done because yep. this is the trailer. Mm-hmm. No matter what tone you put on it, we need these shots. Yeah. You only get one first trailer. Yeah. You only get one first, first impression. Yes. And theirs was <laughs> difficult. So they've got, you know, look, I, I'm, they got my money. I'm fucking mm-hmm. going regardless. And a lot of people are going to go regardless. Yeah. But, you know, for those haters, that did not help the cause much at all. But, I, again, I submit to you, that's not the movie. There's no way. There's no fucking way those five people don't mm-hmm. make something fucking enjoyable. Um, somebody pointed out online that, like, the spy trailer was not good or not as mm-hmm. good or whatever. And it's true. I remember watching the spy trailer and being like, I don't mm-hmm. care. But when I saw that movie, I was like, it's fucking way funnier than that goddamn trailer. So I think this is the case with this. And I think the evidence is strong for the movie based on, or stronger based on that international trailer. Yeah. You know, they, there's some jokes there and some story there and some, some original shit that you haven't seen before. Okay, Chris. So yeah, so he, he talks about, he's reiterating a statement that there's no way that this team bring, uh, makes a bad movie. Um, he talks about how he thought the international trailer was stronger. He thought the jokes landed a little better in that trailer, but yeah, um, I don't. Did you find this this part interesting about how he he has even picked up on all of the people that are predisposed to hate this movie, no matter what it is? Like if if they hand yeah. out million dollar bills when you walk into the theater, there are people that are still going to hate this film. Yeah, there's a bunch of people that uh, follow your thread there. Uh, all they want to be is the guy that burns the million dollar bill in front of people and say, "I'm the one who walked away." It's the nerd equivalent of the life of Brian. Like, yeah, yeah. We're exactly. all individuals. I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, the other thing, and this goes along with what he said, I found it very, very interesting that while his mild comments previously got turned into uh, Smith rips on trailer, hey, nobody's reporting on this one. Yeah, this one has not. I mean, maybe it's possible because it's it's sort of buried in a Batman podcast and, and it has well, so sort of picked up steam. Yeah, I think, you know, now he's 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 being a little gentler about what he's saying. He's also reacting favorably to a trailer, so that's probably why it hasn't been picked up on either. Because, you know, I I felt the same way towards the international trailer. There was a little more meat on the bones to that trailer, and there were a few more jokes in there, and it felt like a little the structure of the trailer itself was a lot better. But and um, yet I'm kind of the flip. I I kind of prefer the first one over the yeah. second one. But, I mean, again, well. all completely subjective. And the other thing too is he brought up the spy trailer, which I I watched the spy trailer and I thought, oh man, that looks terrible. That doesn't look funny at all. And then you see the actual movie and the way that they posed the trailer is not that movie at all. You know, the, the joke that they played on the TV spots with Melissa McCarthy on the scooter, getting stuck in the concrete. That was the, the joke that played over and over and over and over. And it's maybe 12 frames of the movie. You know, it's, it's one of those things that kind of blink and you miss it. That's not what the movie was at all. Yeah, People I think are really overthinking this because, what people are, you know, the the thing about you remember the bad times better than the good times, sort sure, of thing. Sure, right? sure. And it makes it very easy then psychologically for sometimes he gets stuck in a why do all these bad things happen? Well, it, it's kind of not. Your headspace is in the wrong spot. You are not acknowledging the good stuff that's happening. And it's the same thing with trailers. People were yeah. so fixated on watching this one that everybody's got an opinion, forgetting that comedy trailers are hard in general right like sure yeah and even if you go back all the way to the first ghostbusters you watch that trailer there's not a lot of yucks going on like they were selling us on the you know these guys they're cool right and oh by the way it's in a movie about you know 
ghosts, which we really didn't see. They didn't reveal anything because they wanted to keep that secret. Right. And you know, what, you know what I mean? Like it was a very loose premise and the, the actors, that's all they sold the first one on. <laughs> so, and that's what they're doing here too. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, you make a good point. It's, it's tough to do a comedy trailer in the first place. Now here's a comedy trailer that has heavy VFX that have to be finished. And there's a lot that they don't want to reveal before the movie comes out, you know, because yeah. we're in this, this age of everybody has to pour over every single detail three months before the film comes out, like we're doing on a Ghostbusters podcast. But I mean, it's, <laughs> it feels to me like they're sort of, their hands are tied. They have to make a certain trailer for very particular reasons. And no. that's not even to talk about that they have this sort of stigma that's been placed upon the film again by the the journalism that's happened behind it with the all-female Ghostbusters. This is a feminist film. This is, you know, there's this political agenda too that do they address? Do they not address? Do they even bring that up? Do they mention it? Do they... Yeah. It's it's kind of, it's so many things at once that, God, I mean, even if they would have just put the logo up there, um, which would have been just as effective, like, hey, Ghostbusters is coming. Awesome. Great people would have still had opinions. They would have been like, that's it. That's all we get. You know, there's well, that's just what we got with the, the announcement, for the, the announcement first trailer. trailer. People yeah. go, what? Bleh, we didn't see anything. It's like, Ugh, boy, you uh, can't make anybody happy. So, I mean, at any rate, I mean, I think the, the interesting thing is, and maybe it's just a lack of things to talk about until we actually see the movie, but you know, everybody just wants to either be predisposed to hate the movie or predisposed to like the movie. And, I feel like Chris, you and I kind of sit in the same general vicinity. It's like, can I just see the movie first? Like, yeah, I, I, I gotta call you out here, Troy. Uh oh, call me you're out. Actually, you're actually putting forth the suggestion that maybe it's we don't have enough to talk about until the movie <laughs> comes out. Have you seen the rundown we put together? It's many pages. It's what many are you pages. talking about? I know. I well, know. I know what your point is, though. We're 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 dissecting. We're dissecting a fly when we've yet to go visit, you know, the farm that it's on sort of thing. <laughs> this is very true. I mean, it's, you know, you go to GB fans, which I love to, to frequent and, and lurk, and every thread surrounding the reboot is something to the effect of, um, you know, like the we're going to start talking about the mobile game in a little bit here, but, you know, people will want to talk about the mobile game and inevitably it just turns into this movie's going to be terrible. This movie's going to be awesome because at a certain point, the conversation peters out and there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> and yeah, that's, I'm, that's where it goes to. I'm tempted to make a, 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 a secret underground uh, betting pool for every time any news story goes up. And this is the best part because people can come up with their own odds based on how related it is or unrelated it is to the new movie and people put their bets on. But just put a quarter down because there's posts happening all the time and everybody's in for a quarter and whoever picks the closest time to the first guy that shows up to rant about how much he hates and isn't <laughs> going to see the new movie wins the pot. <laughs> I love it. I, all right. The number of times I've put stuff up there, where, like I'm, some days I'm bored, Troy. Some days I'm bored, I admit it. And I'm tempted to just go on and post, Ghostbusters was a movie from 1984. And say nothing else. And, and see then just wait and see what happens, yeah. Inevitably, there'll be the guy, and it's the only true one, and I'm not going to see the... Uh, oh, man. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's not in the rundown because it's something that, I, again, it's a visual that I don't know how we talk about, but Ernie Hudson was filming some promos in front of Ghost Corps, and he's in costume. He's got a pack on his back. He's standing next to a couple of fans with packs, and he's in front of the Ecto. Any other ordinary day that would blow everybody's minds like, oh, my God, Ernie Hudson in front of the Ectomobile with the pack on. That's awesome. 
and you, you go into the comments thread on his Facebook. This is Ernie Hudson's personal Facebook. Uh-huh. And you, you expect everybody to be like, oh, dude, it looks so good to have you back. You know, this is perfect. Ah, you're here, man. This is great. Instead, it's uh, Sony with dollar signs. It's like, screw the reboot. <laughs> uh, you know, all this ridiculous stuff that... Where where is people's sense of joy anymore? What is happening out there? Are How we... much did they pay you, Ernie, not to kill and eat a Sony executive over this movie? What? What are you talking what? about? What? Come on, have fun, live a little. Jeez, but you see them all the time. You could kill them. I can't. Why haven't you killed somebody, Ernie? Sell out. Uh, by the way, I'm selling these foil hats. Uh, so, at any rate, so hey, with let's... Ghostbusters 2016 stamped on them. Nobody, uh, it, yeah, nobody. nobody. Huh? I would buy it. I'll buy it. Uh, hey, let's talk Boston Herald because they, uh, if you've seen the featurette that was on the Paranormal Studies Lab, they ran an extra special feature on Dr. James Maxwell of MIT. He's a He's a real life nuclear scientist who um, is the sort of, I guess, technical consultant. We haven't have we gotten his official title, Chris? I, I don't recall that from the featurette. Uh, science consultant, I think. Science it is. consultant, yeah. But uh, but apparently, so the Boston Herald ran an article on him because he's he's sort of guiding the new movie on the actual science, like the theoretical science, if this stuff were to exist. And um, what I thought was interesting is in there he sort of slipped that he wrote an entire thesis. On yes. this whole topic. <laughs> so, Mr. Maxwell, if you are listening out there, sir, which you're probably not because you're a doctor and you're doing very important things, but can we can we read that? Can we read that thesis? I really want to see what you wrote up about proton packs and spiritual entities and trapping them in laser containment grids. And can you come on our show and talk to us about? Yes, it? yes, I've, I've, I'm not going to lie. I tried to reach I, out to him. I um, sort of understand how cooling improves the efficiency of the magnets things <laughs> exactly and, and a synchrotron versus a cyclotron you got me there I, I dude show us your kung fu i want to know i want to know everything magnet fields how do they work <laughs> this guy so he's he's the real life egon spangler which uh first of all tip of the cap to the guy becoming the real life egon spangler but um, it, just super cool. And he also mentions that they're trying to bring more female scientists into the mix. You know, it's, it's sort of, again, playing on that, that element yeah. that we're getting from the film itself that normally this is for some reason, a male dominated field and it doesn't need to be. Um, but you know, it, it, a, a great article, we're going to post it in the show notes. Um, uh, Dr. Maxwell, you have an open invitation, sir. Uh, Chris and I will pay you in golden Cadillacs and, uh, you know, uh, whatever we can, you know what you, you're at MIT. You probably make a lot more money than us, but we'll give what, you an honorary, uh, cross rip doctorate. Yeah, exactly. A cross rip doctorate. Oh man, that's great. Ghost Corps is handing out certificates. We'll hand out doctorates. Watch this. It's so good. We can't lose. I think that's actually fraud, but anyway, so, um, that's that's really cool. We have to talk about the Russo's version of Ghostbusters. That's next on the rundown, Chris. And uh, you know what? It's dead. It's got it's got an axe in it. Um, you know Speaking the all male Ghostbusters abuse. version. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I, this is this is an interesting story because um, the Russo brothers. If you're not familiar, they did Captain America: The Winter Soldier. They're doing the new Captain America: Civil War. They're also preparing uh, Infinity War, which is the big sort of follow up to the Avengers. Two part. 
they're busy guys. They're kind of busy guys. And at one point they were involved in a Ghostbuster sequel. They were attached to the um, Channing Tatum version um, that if I believe correctly, it was Drew Pierce that was, he wasn't writing a script. He was sort of working out a show Bible for it, a story Bible for it. Um, Just to kind of show where it could go, how it could connect into everything else. Um, but you know, again, these are busy guys. They're out there, they're doing the marketing, um, you know, the media circuit for civil war. And now that they have their names attached to ghostbusters, of course, every journalist asks them what's going on with ghostbusters. Again, we mention it every single week, no matter who you are, if you have ghostbusters attached, if I go out and I meet a journalist, they're probably like, what do you think of new ghostbusters? It just, it always comes up. It's in the zeitgeist. Um, but so they, they made these comments that, because people are asking what the status of that movie is and their response is there is no status. I mean, we, we had a take, we were attached to it. Drew Pierce wrote a Bible for it. Um, they moved forward with this Paul Feig version. Our, our part was done. You know, we're busy guys. We've got two parts of a a big Marvel series coming up here. If we're going to do a Ghostbusters movie, it's not happening for another 10 years. (laughs) You know, what do we, what are we even talking about this? You you are sitting here talking to us about Captain America Civil War. You know we have a lot on our plate right now. Yeah, this is what kills me about the weird state we live in now. Because everything they talked about amounted to, if this was 15 years ago, we would not be having this conversation. You would not have known that we were working on it in the background. You would want not have known something beat it. You would not have known... Yeah, Drew Pierce would not be out there complaining that it was all shut down. Ivan Wright would, would not be out there shutting down Drew Pierce. Like, and all this over a paragraph. They literally, it was a paragraph. It, and yeah. it's hard. You have to read between the lines. It was basically the no more questions, please. Yeah, we're, we're done. There is no status. There is it, no Ghostbusters for us. It moved immediately into the going back to Marvel stuff. But at the exact same time, people in their gut understand that the status of the movie where it's at now means it's effectively, you know, never say never, but it's a, for all intents and purposes, like you say, 10 years. So for all intents and purposes, that's dead. So people have this gut reaction where they understand this stuff takes time and you can't really read into it while they're sitting there reading into it. Yeah. I mean, and the bummer uh, about it too is... Yes. I mean, let's, let's set aside for a second, the fact that that's how Hollywood works. You know, directors come in, they give takes uh, I look at how long James Cameron was trying to get a Spider-Man movie off of the ground. Yeah. James Cameron had a take on Spider-Man. He was attached to it. He did a whole Bible. He wrote scripts. They did costume tests. They did all sorts of stuff. That's the, the road that Hollywood goes down sometimes, but okay. So again, let's, they, they even explain the process where they say, we came in, we had talks. Paul Feig was further along in his talks. He got to the finish line first. Yeah, that's it, it happens. Sometimes they do that. Um, and, and literally it comes down to not necessarily one is a better idea than the other. It's just that they were both good ideas and somebody crossed the finish line first. We have to factor in, for example, Max Landis is technically on that spectrum, except Max Landis had his script and no access yet, right? Like he right. was technically making a similar run. He was just way too far back in the pack like and we don't even know who else is out there like there's well we do sort of know prior to this other guys got their script and then never went anywhere and it those got shelved we're not sitting here griping about why didn't those get done right like ugh. yeah yeah i mean i think you know at the same point that eisenberg and stupnitsky uh, their version of ghostbusters 3 became not feasible 
Um, that's, that's just what happens. Yes. It's, it's dead. Um, if you want to put that morbid stamp on it. Um, but you know, going back to your Twitter search, uh, terms, Chris, you know, (laughs) this thing, it blew up and it became the whole, like Rousseau. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but again, it, uh, I don't know why, maybe it's just because it's easier for 140 characters or for the headlines or whatever, but it was, you know, all male Ghostbusters dead. Um, Russo brothers, Ghostbusters gets the ax. Um, well, here's the thing. You and I both know that the internet runs on clicks, meaning people will post stuff that they think will get interest. The fact that they're writing the Ghostbusters, even though some people will claim that, why are they doing this? Like, they're just being shills for it. No, they're doing these stories because they know a lot of people click through and right. read them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, this goes back two or three, you know, kind of questions and stories we had. At this point, that's what Sony's running with. It's not about, you know, positive and negative. It's about about overall noise because in their heads they go there's seven billion people in the world we've currently got the ear of like what are we at now who knows right like sure us but if you can get a seventh of the world to hear about your movie <laughs> and then you start doing the math like this is how mobile games work you know hey a little lead into where we're heading here um I was making a face. You couldn't see it either. I, I feel really I, bad. You had Groucho uh, nose. Thank you. Okay, that's perfect. what I saw. Yeah, you I had worked the mustache. real hard on it. <laughs> um, and the eyebrows waggle. This is how mobile games work, right? That's why they're free. If they put it out there and they advertise and they get a million people to pick up the game for free, sure, they've made no money. If they can retain 1% of them <laughs> and those guys pump in 10 plus bucks or whatever, the ball is rolling. And if yeah. you can keep these numbers going... And it's the same thing here. I think I think a lot of these days is about user acquisition. It's a, a, I think it's a term that now can be applied fairly broadly, and that's where we're at with this movie. I, I that's my feeling is that what that's all Sony's counting on is noise. This sure. is why yeah. they're not making a lot of effort to steer on the Rousseau stories or anything like that. It amounts to the more people that hear about this, if we can get X percent of them into a theater, we won. That's all yeah, we need. Exactly. So. It's all about visibility, basically. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'd like to make a, not a, not a moratorium here, Chris, because the minute I say that, that something is going to happen and then we're going to have to report on it, but, <laughs> but we, okay. So we know that an animated film is in the works. We know that Drew Pierce turned in the story Bible that had great ideas for connective tissue, his uh-huh. words. Exactly let's just table sequel news until after July, after the first film comes out and then we can start speculating on the sequel. Do you sort of feel that too? Like this is all just kind of noise in the background. Um, Let's just say to the listeners, if they come in on an episode late down the line and we are speaking to it, Troy and I put our heads together and there's a very good reason. And I know at the time we'll probably address it. Why we've kind of broken the moratorium. Why is this one more important than anything else? But at this point, Ugh, like you and I may as well just go digging through the vaults to talk about old <laughs> script stuff, right? Like yeah, it's exactly. just as, it's just as inconsequential to what's going on. Ghostbusters hellbent news next. Uh, I don't, yeah, I just, I can't, I mean, it's, it's too hard for us to keep up with for one, but also it's just, it's, you know, that's, that's just how Hollywood works. So let's, you I don't know. have the time or an energy and I think you're in the same boat. I'll speak for you, Troy. Oh, I'll speak thanks, for you, buddy. Troy. Yeah. I, I don't have the heart or energy or time to dissect molecules at this point. And that's what a lot of this is. Like the Rousseau story in Forbes, big story about working on Civil War. 
one tiny paragraph. And a lot yeah. of people, some people go, paragraphs can be half a page. No, this was like a two or three sentence paragraph. It was yeah. not big at all. And that's been a week worth of <laughs> constant blogs and posts and uh, commentaries. And I, look, even you and I have talked about it now for almost 15 minutes. I, I mean, know. it's just, it, look at what idiots. it's done. Yeah. I just, if I have to go three articles back to finally find the article that has the link to the original Forbes. Yeah. There's a problem. So it's too, yeah, it's just, you know what? It's Moratorium. Now stop talking. Yeah, exactly. Stop We're done. Talking. We're done because, okay. So here's the, here's the cool thing, Chris, we, there's a lot of smaller news items and you know, before we had tried to do some, some headline newsy stuff, but I, I think we've got an idea. I think what we're going to do, we're done with Ghostbusters 2016 news. Uh, for the most part, we've got some cool merch stuff. We've got a lot of, of like smaller news items, but then we have our big meat and potatoes. Let's, let's split it up. Let's do something new for a second. Are, are you, are you game to try this out, Chris? Sure. All right, here we go. This is this is something new. Bear with us, everybody. Ghostbusters on the march. Yes, everybody, we have all the news that's fit to print here in one newsreel. Hey there, fans of amusements, refreshments, and debauchery. Dave and Buster's in Irvine, California is calling you. A Ghostbusters event will be held April 10th at 6 p.m. Check your Facebook for all the details. Free balloons for the kids, or at least photos of them, as Big Events Inc. posted to their Instagram that they're hard at work mass-producing those no-go logos seen on the Sony lot for the upcoming marketing onslaught. <sighs> Safe to assume you might be seeing them soon at a theater near you. Say, buddy, do you like to read? We hope you do, because multiple novelizations are on the way. A junior reader novelization, an adult novelization, and of course, Ghosts of Our Past. Do a search for Ghostbusters on Amazon to pre-order, and see those new covers now. Spring is here, and summer is just around the corner, and you're going to need some marshmallows to roast around the fire at Camp Wakanda. Look no further than Campfire Brand Marshmallows, who will be releasing marshmallows in Stay Puff and Slimer shapes this summer. <gasps> Troy, you write such run-on sentences. <laughs> <sighs> your turn, your turn. <clears throat> hey, did you miss on donating to either of those Ghostbusters documentaries cleaning up the town or ghost heads? Don't sweat it, kid. You can still donate via peep. <laughs> <laughs> You can still donate via PayPal. Check the show notes on Twitter and Facebook for more info on how you can help those documentaries come to life. <laughs> Hitler rises to power! <laughs> Show old Jerry what for. <laughs> I'm looking at yours. You put periods in the middle of yours. Mine had none, Troy. I wanted to see how you would handle it. This was your Badly. test, Chris Stewart. You did it. You did it, man. I feel I feel good. No, okay, that yeah, Ghostbusters on the march. That may work. I don't know. We'll see. If if the intensity continues, we're gonna have to one way or another. Because we can't <laughs> spend fifteen minutes talking about marshmallows and then wait on, you know, eighteen more items to go. Yeah, exactly, and uh, you know marshmallows—they're yummy. Buy them. It, what else can we say about them? They're gonna be shaped like Slimer and Stay Puff. Done. Super cool. Done. Totally, and it's exciting news. That's the thing—is we don't want to we don't want to diminish the excitingness of all this stuff because it's cool. Uh, maybe we'll it has just to wait. be talked about. We it just have to be, to be careful about. about how much. And you and I are blabbermouths. You're exactly. a blabbermouth. You know what would be fun is uh, we'll we'll put it like in the middle of the episode so that that way you're like halfway through your golden uh, Cadillac and I'm like halfway through my double whiskey and we'll see how, how we do. <laughs> Who passes out first when we have all these news items? I think that'll be uh, 
that'll be our test. We'll we'll see. <sighs> anyway. Catching our breath. Hey, let's talk about Ghostbusters Battle for New York. Did you see this, Chris? Uh, I did. You sent it to me. Of course I did. I sent it to you because they sent it in the very wee hours of the morning, and I thought it was, first of all, super cool of MotionGate to actually send us a press release because, hey, we're moving on up, man. Well, their um, rep is in Dubai, which is why you got it that early in the morning. She, yeah. That was their work day. That was their work there, whatever, eight, ten hours, something crazy ahead of us. Um, so, yeah, during their work day, they sent us this news release that they posted um, that had all 27 of their attractions. But of interest to us, of course, was the Ghostbusters battle for a New York attraction, which, as we've speculated, as we've talked about, thanks to Stingray, who shows us all the little nuggets of information that he can. Um, yeah, it, an amusement park. An amusement park head. He, Is there a term for amusement park amusement fan? Aficionado. I don't. Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's the theme park guy. A nosy guy. parker. A nosy yeah. amusement parker. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so at any rate, you know, no no big surprises. It is a dark ride with an interactive component where you get to shoot at targets. It's it sounds a lot like the Buzz Lightyear ride for those of you that are familiar with it at Disneyland. But uh, you know, it wasn't expected to me, Chris. This boy band thing. Did you see that? <laughs> Buster's back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one caught me off guard. Caught me off guard. I mean, and it's not totally out of the norm because Universal Studios Florida used to have their Beetlejuice review where the extreme Ghostbusters would be uh, possessed by Beetlejuice and forced to do in sync show uh, tunes and dancing. And uh, so, Everybody, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, I get Grab it. They need slimer. their live shows. Grab your slimer. Yeah. Easy, people with. Bad. Everybody. I only know one boy band song, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's your go-to. I think if, if you went one more verse, we'd have to pay dun, for it, too. Dun, so. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, don't do the bass. Dun, 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 dun. Cha-ching. Ah, there it is. There go the royalties. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so Motion Gate, they're opening in October. It's going to be super cool. We're still trying to get more photos. Um, don't sweat because we are... Chris and I are working feverishly behind the scenes. We're going to try to get designers and, and theme park heads to talk about this ride. We're going to try to get you guys photos. Uh-huh. Um, we're, we're doing all that we can to get you more information about this. So stay tuned. And the good news is the motion gate people are, are willing to help us. So I think it's not entirely outside of expectation to be hearing more about that soon. So, Hey, I don't, well, and we'll ask him if Beetlejuice is going to be there. I don't That's know if right. Beetlejuice is going to be in it or not. Until we get somebody in front of a mic here to talk a bit about the park, uh, the, the Dubai Parks and Resorts COO, Chief Operations Officer, uh, talked a bit about the opening uh, coming later this year. I, no, I went. I first went to um, Disney in California when I was 13 years old, and I just it blew my mind away. I mean, it was fantastic. But it was based on a lot of the rides, the themes were on the films that were current at that time. A lot of them were cartoon-based, things like The Jungle Book and Cinderella and things. Um, but now you're talking about newer films, but obviously there's going to be something that comes along and blows those films out of the water in the, the coming years. I mean, what's the average life of a theme park ride? Well, you know, the, the, it's these uh, these attractions are pretty capital intensive. So what we like to do is, you know, we try to pick those properties that are they're going to be evergreen, like the Shreks in Madagascar, that appeals to all age groups. Uh, what we also want to do is, you know, when we talk about uh, a good examples, Ghostbusters, right? Uh, everyone our age knows it. I think the younger kids of today don't. But uh, when we actually planned this, we knew there was going to be a sequel that was uh, meant to be released just about the same time that yeah, we're opening the park. So. Um, it's about a five to six year cycle. That's when we look at, you know, keeping this as fresh as we can, introducing new rides, new attractions, expanding uh, the park. 
You're spending a lot of money, more than 5 billion dirhams. Of course, you raised a lot of that in an IPO about 18 months ago. You say you're going to open in October 2016, and not just staggered opening, so you'll open one roller coaster and a burger joint, and then the rest will be staggered. Everything opens in October 2016. Motion Gate opens, Bollywood opens, Legoland opens, and so on and so on. How on earth do you coordinate a project that size to all open on the same day? Well, it's 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 being done for the first time for sure. So we got our work cut out for us. But uh, I, I think the key here is is the team that we have on board. Uh, we've got all the experience between just between the management team. We've got over uh, over two hundred fifty years of experience just working in theme parks. Several folks who have actually built the Disney parks that uh, that you visited, uh, Malcolm. Uh, they're still with us. You know, they, they're making sure that. Uh, uh, we've we set ourselves up for an opening in 2016. We've got about 15,000 people working out at site right now, <laughs> so it's all it's all guns blazing for us. It's kind of hidden though, isn't it? We drive along the Shakeside Road and you look, to, and you see is the big billboards. There isn't very much appearing behind those at the moment. Well, it is actually. There's a lot going on in site right now. This year, you could see the big blue building as you drive past, and that's the DreamWorks building. That's 450,000 square feet of absolute pure fun. Uh, you could also see the Raj Mahal, which is uh, which is the uh, the crown jewel of the Bollywood Park, uh, a large theater. And there's a lot of facilities that are up there. We're actually about 75% uh, complete on all infrastructure. We're about 85%, uh, almost 88% complete on all facility construction. Our rides are either being installed right now, they're on ships on their way to Dubai, so we're 90% complete on all ride production. <laughs> Ghostbusters Slime City, Chris. Uh, so it's okay. Ghostbusters Battle for New York. Ghostbusters Slime City. We have a lot of uh, subtitles here, but uh, yeah. Ghostbusters Slime City. It's uh, we got a, a look at it. I don't think we were supposed to get a look at it yet because it got pulled as fast as it sort of leaked out there. Um, but Ghostbusters News posted up this. A video from Activision on what appears to be their mobile game on iOS and Android platforms. And it was like 30 minutes of gameplay of the new game, which really leads me to believe that they didn't want that out there. Um, yeah. And some of it had some really weird sound to it. Like somebody got a copy when they weren't supposed to and yeah, didn't so have we, didn't have the proper in-studio recording equipment. Is it like, that, a bit, like a beta build? I don't know, Chris, you're the, no. the video game guy to kind of guide me on the terminology here. But do they send out like review copies that aren't finished to people? And maybe that's what happened here? They can sometimes, but oh boy, th we're still so far out from the the movie and all that. I'd be surprised that they would send something... This huh. early, but at the end of the day, actually, what what may be the better one is not press, but rather their their testing loop. Oh, okay. So they're because, stress testing it and trying to figure out where the bugs are, that kind of thing. Yeah, putting it out into the wild under controlled circumstances. So it's this whole thing. You sign up with, depending on the service they're using or whatever. They you 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 send your what is it UID or IUID or whatever from your phone or pad, and they can then. Uh, send you the game. You don't have to go uh -huh. through the, the store. It's, you don't have to buy it or anything like that. So it's, but it's like crowdsourcing QA or something so that you get more people <laughs> testing the game, that kind of thing? Sort of. I mean, quite often it's not really crowdsourcing. It's probably people in a, in a group or something. But who knows? Somebody may have said, hey, Pally, you want to try? And Pally just stabbed somebody in the back uh, or at least uh. abused their trust. Um, it was a little early-ish. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks like it's a it looks like a prelim build, and some of the designs look like they're still 
in the works. The um, game's there, but it felt a lot like, you know, loading and front end and HUD and all that was just kind of... Yeah, sort of just placed, just chunked in there. Not and, quite there. Well, so, okay, so to me, what's funny is when I first started watching the video, I almost dismissed it because I'm like, oh, it's just a skin for Puzzle Fighter. Ugh, and I was done. Um, but then when you get more into it, it looks like um, like a shooting gallery style game. So it starts with the sort of like you create the character and you build the XP and you're creating all of these abilities and you're, you know, that sort of yeah. monumental, incremental um, building of a character. But, but then it becomes like this shooting gallery style game, which somebody, oh, it was Derek Osborne. Um, I, shout out to Derek if you're listening, because he called it out as being the same sort of um, setup and punchline as the David Crane Commodore 64 game, where you've got this map of the city and you get a call and you push the button and it sends you in the car. You don't get to drive the car. You get to the place, you have to bust all the ghosts and then you're done. And then you go back to HQ, you've got to empty your traps and that kind of thing. It's that same sort of game mechanic. We, we choose to honor our classic Ghostbusters game game as a mobile <laughs> freemium game oh. Yay. although i would love a mobile version of david crane's ghostbusters for anybody listening out there if you have the ability to port the <laughs> commodore 64 ghostbusters game over i will i'll pay you handsomely for that but oh god activision how long would it take to come on come on I, it's just an emulator a simple emulator you can totally there was a commodore 64 emulator out there at one point anyway so i'm deviating us from the topic i'm sorry um but so it's it looks the cool thing about it is it gives us our first look at a few things again this is why i don't think it was supposed to be out there because we get to see how the traps open we get to see some of the gear kind of in a a, a different light um there was also did you see the other proton packs chris i don't I think maybe this is just game specific, but they had like the original Ghostbusters packs and like real Ghostbusters inspired packs in there. Uh, they called them like the Electron Pack or the. It was weird. It was almost like, is that going to be in the movie or is that just part of the game? I didn't watch everything. Literally, uh, I didn't watch everything. I. Yeah. There was something kind of like you say about it showing up. And like I said, we talked before about I'm trying to minimize my overall exposure to stuff prior to the movie that which is good good on you because i at first again this is one of those where i thought it was official i thought oh this is the first look of this game and then as we got through it i'm like wow they're giving a lot of the game away here and um and then i realized that the video was a half hour and then i thought wow they're giving the whole game away here this is strange too <laughs> um but yeah, I, 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 you know, uh, tip of the cap to you for, for that, uh, willpower. Cause I, I kind of, and then I started scrubbing through it. Cause I'm like, once I realized it was the entire game, I started seeing incrementally yeah. where it went, but there's potential, um, but I think you and I should for the time being file this under our self-imposed moratorium. Yeah, I think so. Because something this official is, pops up. Yeah. This is not something that was meant for public consumption. I'm getting the, the interpretation. So they are probably still working out some of the kinks. They're probably still working out some of the designs. Um, I think it's. You are absolutely right. This was a, a look behind the curtain that we were not supposed to see. So pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Avert your eyes. Avert your eyes. Uh, let's talk C2E2 because that happened. Uh, and it happened right before you know we recorded and then C2E2 happened immediately after that. And so... Oh, you, sorry, not R2-D2. Oh, no, no, no. C2-E2, come I'm try, on. I'm trying to get as cease and desisted by as many companies <laughs> as possible in this one episode. Yeah. There's our Lucasfilm Stern letter. Um, Let but, me talk about C-3PO's sexuality. Oh, <clears throat> no. Dead air. 
Dead air. We're experiencing technical difficulty. Anyways. Diamond Select. You want to talk Diamond Select, Chris? Because there was a lot of Diamond Select. There was Diamond Select and Cryptozoic stuff that we have to talk about. But let's start with Diamond Select. Well, I finally got to see what I was waiting for. And this goes all the way back to... No, that was good. That was good. It was good to see it all put together and all of the characters standing on it and how you compose. It's it's huge, again, as we were expecting. It looks amazing. All it does is make me want to build, like, I can't put it on a table now. Now I'm pretty much sure I have to make, like, the rooftop <laughs> to put it on. Uh, yep. Perhaps lights and all that in windows. And a, like, now I got to figure out if I can find myself a picture of the the backdrop they used. And it's make your whole own. basement now. You've got your whole diorama in your basement yeah. now. Yep. But, it's like uh, a model train set. That was good. I, I was okay with that. But what I got really excited about was the mini-mates. Because I've expressed it before of, while we live in a, a world, while we live in a Scrooge McDuck vault filled with <laughs> Ghostbusters merch, I can't buy all of it. But one of the things I, ha- I am committed to is the Mini Mates, and they showed off the Mini Mates. Yeah, new new uh, 2016 version uh, Ghostbusters. It's all four of the new lead characters. Um, then there was like that cool. Uh, it's like a you know f- f- what Mattel probably should have done. They had the you know the silhouette with the question mark with a figure to be revealed <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, and some they just didn't show. So there's oh boy, Patty and Slimer, and Slimer's looks interesting. Uh, he looks nothing like the the previous the real previous Ghostbusters, yeah, or regular Slimer or classic Slimer that they did for Mini Mates. He's got a he's got a real onion head look. To be honest, he doesn't even quite look like he does in the trailer. Um, so there's a slimed patty and no, it's a slimer and patty. There's a, looks like a slimed patty and their mystery ghost, which they specifically say, I'm mystery ghost. (laughs) And then I think it's, um, uh, wig and, um, Yates. And then I think it's Holtzman and Rowan. I oh, think. okay. Holtzman and Rowan come together. But they didn't show... Well, that's how it breaks down. Patty ended up with two ghosts. Of the remaining three busters, two of them pair up, and the other one ends up with uh, Rowan. Uh, oh, or Rowan's ghost. But they did not release Rowan in the picture. So, again, kind of weird. It's like, the mystery ghost, and here's an outline. And then Rowan, <laughs> who's not there. It's like, why didn't you just put another outline? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Put another one of those silhouettes, but um, but it's pretty clear they're going for uh, their standard two packs. Yes, and I'd imagine probably a couple of special. Maybe we'll hear later down the line, like they used to do uh, with the, the the original runs. Was they'll do some recycling or some repaints or whatever's and uh, right. give us a, a team pack or I don't know. And but then it doesn't do, matter. They, do they do them retail? Because the mini mates are usually at Toys R Us. Is this something that you're going to be able to find on store shelves? Did you get that impression from them? They mix it well from this announcement. No, they didn't really they say didn't much say. of anything. Okay, but this is why I think there's more to be announced later on. They've showed us the base of the series, and these are the two packs that you can buy, you know, through uh, through your diamond catalog and all that sort of thing. And there will probably be some special ones. The ones at Toys R Us ended up with a stamp on them, a foil stamp saying Toys R Us exclusive, mm. uh, as well as some of the multi packs were exclusives to various places. Um, 
so, and I think it's just scratching the surface. I think I think it's pretty much a given. We're gonna, you know, there's gonna have to be a Kevin, and well, think of everybody who's <laughs> we haven't seen, right? There's no Kevin. Not only that, like, where's the cameo pack, right? Like, yeah, all the characters that we haven't even seen in the the trailers and the film itself, they're probably yeah. gonna have mini mates, absolutely. So some that's... of the some of the ghosts, like the the new library ghost and all that, like. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Girls More to out come, of Absolutely. Girls. Oh God. Twenty sixteen, Chris. Um, the women out of uniform in their in their in their civilian uniforms. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. don't have those. They gotta be coming. There's gonna be those variants. Yeah, you know it. So I think it's it's just Holtzman the first... in goggles. Holtzman oh. in goggles. Which I saw the goggles are up for sale. There's a one of those uh cosplay sites now has the goggles for like seven bucks each. Crazy. Yeah. Um, that, that's a cheap buy-in right there. It's a cheap buy-in. But anyway, so uh, so we've got to talk crypt- Cryptozoic, uh, yes. because Cryptozoic, we alluded to it last week. They they have their Ghostbusters 2 expansion that they're going to be doing their crowdsourcing Kickstarter funding for in April. Um, but they've started giving us little nuggets of information about it. And the first part that they sort of... That, that they knew we were waiting for. We wanted to hear this the most. Yes, there are going to be new miniatures, and they're designed by Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan Shoning. I Dapper almost didn't do Dan. it. But uh, the cool thing is that they're, it's the characters wearing the slime blowers, and it's the courtroom versions of the heroes. It's the same sort of variants that you would expect from Ghostbusters 2. But the good news is it's not just an, um, it's not a superficial change to the game. You're not just going to be able to play these characters in a different costume. It's actually going to change the mechanics of the game. There's going to be a proton pack and a slime blower variation as to how the mechanics of the game work, which I thought was super cool. That's right. And so, okay, so slime blower mechanics are being added. There's going to be new story. There's going to be new cards. There's going to be new um, game board tiles. Oh, yeah. Um, so this again goes without saying, this is something that's really exciting. I, I can't wait for it. Unfortunately, I still, I, I haven't played my mass hysteria <laughs> version still, okay. but <laughs> everybody stop. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Deep, okay. Deep breath. <sighs> because we have to remember that the previous Kickstarter was in April of last year and look how long it took us oh, to get it. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. That's right? a good point. Like I didn't get mine until inside 2016. Like it, it arrived over Christmas break while I was away and I picked it up just inside the new year. But they were aiming for Halloween, which I, I ended up getting mine, I want to say, like in well, October, November, right? Let's hope that yeah. the way things went with the first one, kinks have been worked out. Pre-production is going on right now, which we know because we've seen some, you know, sure, sure. from Depper Dan. Um, so I think it'll be a little bit more streamlined. They learned their lessons about doing the the, the variant packing, like the, the perk packing that they had to do, which is what took the longest time. They hit October, and they by that point, they had barely managed to handle sending out the base sets to, that people bought, let alone packing the special exclusive sets that people mm. backed. So, but still, that's over half a year, buddy. We got to... Yeah, we can still play the original game. Uh, I, I mean, that's, that's the thing is well, I need time true. to play the original game before the expansion comes out. <laughs> It's right. like uh, it's like the Tomb Raider sequel. I have it in the shrink wrap over there, and all the DLCs already out, so I'm way behind. But anyway, so 
Um, so yeah, so look for that. We'll, we'll make sure to bring that up again as we get more information. And when it goes live in April, you know, that we'll be, you know, banging the drum for that. Um, and then for the one guy out there who really, really doesn't like these, I'm going to talk about them just for you, pal. Uh, the blind bag toys are on their way. They're three ninety nine each. Uh, and, yes. and it's, uh, you know, cryptozoic. This is them sort of getting in on the vinyl nations, the blind box, uh, craze, which, uh, there was one guy on Twitter who was like, it's such a ripoff. You don't know what you're getting. That's the craze, man. It's, it's part of the whole, yeah. you go and you buy them and then you, you link up with your friends and you trade them. It's like baseball cards. That's what baseball uh, cards have been since well, the 1900s. Yeah. Well, no, even worse. I'll drop a little, a little history on you here. The, the first trading cards used to be trade cards, meaning they were, uh, like in cigarette packs and all that. And most of the time they just had different, like product logos and then they went started you know uh, uh, nature scenes and things like that and guess what when there's a bunch of you know variety of things and they only come one to a pack kids immediately flock to it they would stand outside the stores going hey mister do you need the card like they were trying to get them all instantly sure, they yeah. were trying to collect them they, that's 1886 so all of a sudden I don't know <laughs> I don't know how this guy's the wizard who figured out that it's a rip off whereas it's the rest of us it's not a rip off dude the whole point is you if you want them all you get them all if you yeah. don't want them all get a few and trade for the ones you want like it's it. you can stop whenever you want <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, look at look at action action figures are almost twenty bucks a pop, man. If you yeah. want to talk about ripoffs, it's just a piece of plastic that everybody's paying twenty bucks for. But you're doing it for the collectability. You're doing it yeah. because you like these things. I'm sure. Okay, maybe four dollars for something you don't know what it is that might feel like a ripoff to you. Especially, I know money's hard to come by now. But what? Well, here's on, the thing. Really? I mean, stop right there, dude. Not you, dude. But the you know the other faceless dude and dudes like him. Um, well, hell, Troy, you predate the internet as well. We all predate the internet. I'm pretty sure at some point we can all remember a time collecting things and trading for it. And that was before the internet. That was quite a We had to wait around for things like, um, for things to be super phenomenal, right? Like that year's baseball cards or scratch and sniff, snicker, uh, scratch and sniff stickers or yeah. puffy stickers. Uh, I was there for both. Puffy stickers, Marvel masterpieces. I Marvel mean, that, again, masterpieces. You, you, you get into the trading cards. It just um, yeah. all the way up to you know, you name it. Oh, Pog. I wasn't there. Pogs. I, well, I was yeah, the there Pog, for Pog but I didn't Beanie collect Babies. Pog. That was that right. was past me. Um, and Beanie but, Babies was right on the cusp of here comes the internet. Now, no problem. Guess what, buddy? You got doubles. Come to like our boards or. GB fans and go, I got an extra such and such. Somebody will trade you for it. So yeah, I'm looking for this. This is what I wanted. Easier. Come on. So anyway, so uh, again, get off my lawn. This is Joe Riccadelli from the Atlantic Ghostbusters, and I wanted to pass along a message left on our page by a Mr. Pete Mosen. Now he requested. Uh, he said that he was here in Atlanta in 1989. And it brought his Ecto-1 there, and uh, and it appeared with Ernie Hudson at an Atlanta Braves game. And he asked if we had any photos of that. Now, problem with us is that we only incorporated last year. Uh, most of us are from out of state or even from out of country. And uh, so we don't really have anyone that was around uh, with a film camera back then in 89. We're asking anyone uh, that, that follows our page, and uh, if you want to pass along to your listeners, 
the uh, if anyone has a photo of him from that from that day that he was at an Atlanta Braves game with Ernie Hudson, uh, he would love to have it. Pass along to him or pass along to AtlantaGhostbusters.com. We'll pass along to him. Uh, any rate, I hope uh, maybe you guys would be able to help and spread the word. We only have about 400-something followers on uh, Facebook, so you guys probably have a lot more. Have a great day. Bye. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, at any rate, last week, Chris, I did our best to keep the negativity out. I feel like the negativity seeped in this week, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not feeling as, like, happy, happy, joy, joy as I did no, at the end of no, last no, no. week. Okay, but actually, if you're like me, I think it's moving from negativity to just not caring. I'm, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> like I'm we're, over we're all these people that are doing this. The calluses are forming, and it's just kind of like, ah, oh, dudes, say whatever. Like, as long as you're not horribly obnoxious and in my face, I think at this point I'm well over anything you've got to say on it. It's, um, I mean, and the good news is it's usually a, a minimal amount of people that, like, you put something up there, everybody's like, oh, that's awesome, that's super cool, and there's always the one guy that's like, it stinks, you know, it, it's minimal still, but, jeez, ah, yeah. it just, it hurts you, it hurts bad. <sighs> anyway, I'm going to recuperate, it's good, we can do this. Deep breath. Um, deep breaths. And while I'm... Well, I'm breathing into a paper bag, Chris. Do you have any final thoughts for this episode? Anything prepared for us? Yes. Actually, my final thought ties into what we were just talking about, and that's kind of one of my shower thoughts the other day was, when do I kind of go dark for the new movie? Mm. Like, you and I talk about it constantly. Yeah. We're pretty good at you know, finding a balance between learning stuff about it and not learning stuff about it and not talking to people about stuff that maybe they didn't want to know about. It's only going to get more intense. There's only going to be more and more stuff. But I think we got a good balance. But it occurred to me, I think I may have to pick a point. So say the movie comes out on that Friday. Uh, 17th? Is that correct? Uh, I, I think it's actually the 15th now. 15th. They've moved it up Sorry. a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, whatever day it comes out, I think I may not bother going online mm. for a few days before. Uh, so let's just say that you know Friday the whatever is the yeah it may it may you know have it start a couple of days early or whatever. That means that the weekend before or the Monday will be sneak previews if there are any or press screenings and all that. Um, I think the Friday before I may just go away. Hmm. That's interesting. I have to figure out something just to do a little, you know, we'll be back sort of thing. After these messages, (laughs) uh, we'll be right back. Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, And then I'm not tuning back in until the Monday after. 
because it's a given that I'm going to go see it on opening weekend as soon as possible, um, obviously, but I'm just generalizing to the opening weekend. Sure, sure. I think and it's a great I'll, idea. I'll come back in on Monday. And the best part is, is that it's a week of, of silence. It's a week of just enjoying it for myself, no matter what. Go see it. Uh, like it, love it, hate it, whatever. Uh, I'm still removed enough that I give it the few days where I don't have to then react to any sort of pressure to react. Because that's the other thing, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty much a given. You and I, are, people are going to wonder what what we think of it, which is fine. But I don't want to do it at the expense of like it becomes one of those Schrodinger's, you know, movie viewing things, right? Like, at what point does having to react to it? Actually, Schrodinger's not the best one. What is it more like? Anthropology or sociology? You oh can't boy, observe. I don't know. You can't observe something without affecting it does that make any sense yeah you know? yeah that you're you affecting to, your control yeah you have to isolate yourself as much as possible so if the pressure is there to react to something publicly versus personally how much does that start to interfere with my personal reaction to it sure and while i think the drive in the entire and it doesn't matter the entire world is going to react the, the minute they can right we just talked about places that like clicks guess what they got it covered RogerEbert.com is going to have a review. It, oh, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes will aggregate anything. You don't need us right away. I think for my own personal thing, it's been, you know, whatever, a 20-year run-up. I'm just going to tune out for a week, and I'll be back on the Monday, and you and I will record. And you and I may even structure it that we'll record on the Sunday and still be up on the Monday talking about it. But Yeah, I think that would be good I that we record our thoughts the, when, they're, when they're hot. But, yeah. But not pressure to do it right away or let's go see it, and then we're recording right at No. No, 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 no. Yeah, just enjoy it. I want it. the luxury of, of going, you know, I saw it once, and maybe if it tickles my funny bone, I'll go back for another screening right away, which I haven't done much in life. Or maybe I'll be that'll be fine. I'll go home and... And you'll be good. Unwind yeah. and chew it over. Because that's the other thing, too. Most everything falls into the middle of the ground, and you just need time to think it over, right? Not yeah. everything is oh, a Highlander yeah. 2 that you know is a piece of crap the minute you see it, Troy. <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. And and look at what's happening with Batman Superman as we're recording this. I mean, the week before it comes out, uh, as soon as those embargoes on reviews are lifted, it just becomes a cacophony of, you know, a indecis- indecipherable noise. And uh, Again, I, mean, I, think, I think Sony is counting on the reviews will be just as mixed as the lead-in for exactly sure, the same reason. Sure. It's almost impossible to tell what is a, uh, a bandwagon pro or con versus a thoughtful review sort of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and I Where, don't... Why did you have to die, Roger Ebert? He was basically <laughs> the only one I really wanted to hear from him. I know. Yeah. yeah, the only sane voice in the crowd, but yeah, so I think that's a great idea. I think I may follow suit with you, Chris. Come and with me. Don't worry, we will we'll tell everybody our plans so that you're not sitting there waiting by your podcasting app and going, where are they? What's happening? This is when I need them the most. There'll still be a podcast a week before. We'll still talk oh, yeah. about oh, yeah. all the don't... stuff, but reaction stuff just kind of new. Yeah, relax. Exactly. exactly. Just relax. Enjoy it. God, that's, that's the best advice that we can give to anybody out there. Just relax. I know it's exciting and it's fear infuriating and frustrating and it's, you have so many mixed emotions right now, but just relax, man. Just relax. It's totally you know fine. Let's bookend one of the, one of the rare times we can bookend our, our, our podcast. Sure. Yeah. As evidenced by Brussels today, uh, this week, sometimes there's a lot bigger things going on. God, this is just yeah. a movie at a Absolutely. certain point. Take a deep breath. 
you know, see it, respond to it, you know, from from the heart, and then go outside and you know, get yourself a latte and sit in the sun. God, of of all the things to be worked up about, you know, yeah, hopefully, you know, things like this they put things in perspective. So, um, you know, again, uh, wow, yeah, great bookend, Chris. Think thinking about all those people out there, and uh, again, yeah, there are more important things in life. If you're worked up about a Ghostbusters movie. Uh, dude, just take a breath. Just we take understand. A breath. We're fans. We understand, but it's kind of on you to, to how tight you hold on. And yeah, exactly. I'd recommend just sort of, like I said, the Friday before, I'm gonna let go of the rope for a week. Good, good, good note to end on, Chris. Thanks so much for that. Uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Are you kidding me? Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmaster. Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird.